Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax, and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hey everyone, I hope you are very well. A while back, I did an episode on how to find freelance clients on LinkedIn. And a lot of you seem to find it useful, which is great. There were some requests to do the same sort of thing for Twitter. So that's what I'm going to cover today, how to find freelance clients on Twitter. Now, I know there is a real dark side to Twitter, let's be honest. It's addictive, it fills our brains with mush. It's the epitome of clickbait culture. There are a lot of creepy folk. Their reporting process sucks as well. So why use it, okay? (laughs) But I actually really enjoy Twitter a lot of the time if I'm controlled about how often I use it. There are some real upsides if you are intentional in how you use it. And that means having some awareness of when you're getting sucked into those rabbit holes that are just going to steal your time and energy. And make sure that you only follow and engage with people who are going to be bringing the right kind of energy to your feed. That doesn't necessarily mean creating an echo chamber for yourself. I think it's good to follow people who have different perspectives and different experiences and expertise than you. But there's maybe a difference between how you curate your feed for professional purposes versus personal purposes. Mine is somewhere in the middle, so I'm conscious that it's primarily a work account where I want to follow people who I'm interested in from a professional perspective. But, you know, and I want them to see me as a professional, but it's still just me, right? I like and share posts that aren't strictly work-related. I share random bits and bobs about my daily life, my thoughts. So it's obvious what my non-work interests and politics are without that being the main focus for the account. If I think of that from a client attraction perspective, well, I do want to attract clients with a similar outlook on the world to me, so I'm not trying to hide any aspect of my personality or politics. I think of it kind of as a water cooler thing if such things still exist. Like if I worked in an office, I'd maybe chat about non-work stuff around the water cooler, but I'm still aware that I'm at work, if that makes sense. So maybe like the language that I use, the things that I talk about would be slightly more uh, carefully thought through (laughs) than if I'm just, you know, chatting to friends in the pub or whatever. Do office workers still chat around a water cooler? I don't know. Maybe they all traipse out to Starbucks instead. I guess it's on Zoom now anyway. So yeah, although I spend way too much time on Twitter, it's not my main source of new clients. So I'm not writing every single tweet with that specific purpose in mind. It is a way for me just to connect with other friends too. But even with that more relaxed approach, I do get a decent number of leads from Twitter. So hopefully if I share what I do, you might get some ideas for your own Twitter lead gen strategy. So my approach to Twitter falls into three parts, community, content, and then attracting clients. In other words, who am I connecting with? What communities am I a part of on Twitter? Then the content, what am I actually tweeting about? And finally, how do I translate all of that into getting leads from new clients and making a sale, as it were? So let's start with your Twitter community and how you make connections. This is very timely, actually, because this week, and by this week, I mean, we're in mid-September, if you listen to this later, I had the honour of hosting Content Club UK 
So you may have heard me mention this before, Content Club UK is a community of content marketers and content creators. There are writers, designers, strategists, SEO experts, technical writers, all sorts. And we meet every Tuesday at 11am UK time for 30 minutes. One person hosts, this week it was me, and we ask three questions and then have a bit of a chat around that particular theme. It's such a lovely community. When I first discovered this group, it was such a relief because I realised that freelancing didn't have to be a lonely experience. It could be fun. I could make friends. (laughs) It was really the first time that I realised that other freelancers aren't my competition because there's plenty of work for everyone and we can really help each other out. So in this group, people share advice, they support each other, cheer each other on. And it's a really brilliant source of support, especially if you work alone. So if you're interested, that's my pitch for Content Club UK, go and search for the hashtag and you'll find this week's chat, which was all around the theme of change, how the world of content creation has changed over the last year or so, how content creators discuss changes with clients. And the third question was about uh, what we would love to change about the content world if we could wave our magic wand. Anyway, my point here is really that finding this community was also what made Twitter really click for me. Online networking is more fun if you are genuinely friends with the people that you interact with and you just genuinely want to talk to them. So this community has helped me no end, not just by making friends and finding a bit of moral support from people who are in the same boat as me, but because my business works mostly through referrals, building relationships with people who might one day pass on my name to new leads has been a really effective business tool as well. There are loads of Twitter communities and Twitter hours. This is just one example that I particularly enjoy. So I suggest trying out a few and seeing which one feels like a good fit for you. Uh, Some others off the top of my head. I can't remember the time. Sorry. (laughs) There's uh, freelance heroes, freelance chat. I'm sure there are loads of industry specific ones too. You could even start one of your own and build your own little community. So next you want to think about who to connect with. Who should you follow? Firstly, I suggest connecting with other freelancers, the people you meet in these community chats for the reasons I just mentioned. You also want to connect with and follow people who are leaders in the industry or industries that you're interested in. These are the people you might look to to keep up to date with the latest news or trends in your industry so you can interact with their communities, get on their radar by joining in the conversation and pick up some interesting talking points for discussions with new clients. You'll also want to connect with people who work for the companies that you'd like to work with. So this might be the CEOs, the marketing managers, the sales leads and so on. Those people who might be in a position to hire someone who does what you do. So if you follow them, you interact with them and you've built a relationship with them over time, hopefully at some point you will be top of mind for them when they do need to hire someone. You might also want to follow people who regularly post job opportunities that fit what you're looking for. So for freelance writers, I would recommend following Kat Bogard, uh, Sharmid Williams, Michael Keenan and Elise Dobson at Peak Freelance. They're always posting about freelance writing jobs that are coming up. So if you're actually looking for jobs now, you need projects now, then these would be good people to follow. I'd also consider following people in industries that are completely different to the one that you work in so you can gather new perspectives, maybe find some interesting stories or research, a new twist on your usual messages to find a new angle for your own content and bring new insights, new experts to your audience. And just a side note here, you decide who you follow. It's your feed. 
<laughs> don't follow people because you feel obliged to. I'm not into this whole follow me and I'll follow you back thing. I don't expect people to follow me just because I follow them. I just follow people based on what catches my eye in my feed or who I've DM'd, people that I'd love to get to know better and I don't expect any reciprocity there. Um, although it's always nice, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I know some people like to send a wee message to new followers to say, hi, thanks for following. And they'll maybe ask an open question or something to get the conversation started or a quick intro. That sounds like a fairly good plan to me as it builds a closer relationship from the start. I don't know if it feels a little bit forced sometimes. I don't do that personally. Maybe I should try it, but maybe that's something for you to consider. Similarly, you should feel free to unfollow people whenever you want. You don't owe anyone a follow. If someone is bringing content into your feed that doesn't sit right with you or triggers you or makes you feel bad in some way, you can decide to unfollow. It's your feed. <laughs> Another option is to organise the people that you follow with lists. That might help keep your feed a bit tidier and more manageable. Okay, so content. What should you actually post about? Most importantly, I think you want to avoid being one of those people who just like other people's tweets. You're not going to build any meaningful relationships that way. So the number one rule is to engage authentically. Reply to other people's posts and if you want to retweet them, try to get into the habit of using quote retweet. So you can add an insight of your own or mention something that stood out for you. That'll help you start your own conversation around the topic and kind of help people get to know what you think about things. When you're posting your own tweets, it's kind of the same approach as with other social media platforms. Educate, entertain, let people get to know you. Think about how you can demonstrate your expertise and share what you've learned about topics that you want to be known for. So share your successes and failures, share examples of your work. Remember, if you want to attract clients or be known for a particular type of work, you need to be sharing examples of that kind of work and talking about that kind of work. If you want to be hired to design Squarespace websites, for example, there's not much point talking about the benefits of WordPress all day long because people will associate you with that. Likewise, if you want people to hire you for conversion-focused sales page copywriting for, I don't know, e-commerce brands, but you only ever share teardowns of email copywriting or you only ever share examples of your own blog writing, people aren't going to know where your expertise is. They're not going to know to hire you for their sales page projects. You get the idea. <laughs> you can think about using threads, polls, questions, Really, any kind of format, play around with it, see what resonates and gets the biggest reaction. Don't worry about going viral or getting thousands of followers. We're all about the 1,000 true fans theory here, right? And if you're not sure what that is, I talked about it on the Vanity Metrics episode, which I'll link to in the show notes. Some people have a rule about only tweeting about a single topic or a few topics, and this seems to be a fast way to grow your account if that is something that matters to you. Others just tweet about what they're interested in, what's on their mind at a given point in the day. It's really up to you. Generally, I try to stay focused on topics around marketing, copywriting, freelancing and health, but I'm sure the odd bake-off tweet makes it through now and then. I wouldn't be aiming for 20 to 30 tweets a day or anything, but you know, obviously the more you post, the more conversations you're going to be having. If you only tweet a couple of times a week, it's going to take a while to build relationships. But you do want it to be manageable. You don't want this to take up your, all your time when you have other work to do. Sometimes I set aside 20 minutes in the morning to engage with people, tweet what I'm up to and so on. Putting a time limit on it like that can be quite effective so you don't get sucked into those rabbit holes as I mentioned. As with all aspects of marketing your freelance business, if it's not workable, you're not going to stick to it. But at the same time, 
If you're serious about seeing results from something, you do have to put a little effort in. So there's a bit of a balance and thinking about trade-offs there. One way to get more mileage out of this and save effort is to think about how you can repurpose content. So have you got blog posts that you could turn into tweets? Can you take a couple of lines from an article that you wrote recently and turn that into a tweet? Can you come up with a few ideas each week and reuse and rework those posts on other social media platforms? I usually cross post my more um, insightful tweets on LinkedIn and it's interesting to see what the different response is on the two platforms. You can also turn your Twitter threads into blog posts As I say, some people like to focus on a particular topic or a few topics and mention those in their profile. Your profile should make it clear what you do and what you tweet about so that if someone likes a tweet of yours and then they decide to look at your profile, they can decide if they want to follow you or even hire you on that basis. So you definitely want to include your website address or your contact page or a link to your newsletter sign-up page or whatever you want them to do most. What's your call to action? So finally, how does all of that translate into new clients? I don't seek out people I want to work with and then go for a hard sell, really. It's more about creating a feed that reflects kind of conversations that I want to have with clients and hopefully a feed that genuinely is interesting to me so that I want to spend time there, not too much time, (laughs) uh, and I feel inspired to contribute. So it's really about attracting leads through networking and building relationships, starting conversations that lead to new projects. More directly, you should keep an eye out for people in your network who are looking for help with a problem that you solve. So you want to get good at spotting when someone's looking to hire someone with your skill set and then putting yourself forward. And then that might involve a direct offer of help or you might just share a blog post or recommend something that they can do to solve their problem. Being helpful is pretty much a fail-safe strategy when it comes to attracting clients. I don't love the idea of cold pitching on Twitter, but maybe it works for some people. If you go back and listen to the episode with Brie Weber on cold pitching, although that was about emailing people, there may be some ideas there, I'm sure there will be, that could be applied to Twitter. Finally, if you want people to hire you, at some point you have to ask. (laughs) Let people know that they can hire you and how. So every so often, remind people what you do, how they can hire you, share your availability or whatever. It doesn't have to be really pushy. You can just say, just so you know, I'm taking on new clients for this kind of project in this time frame. Sometimes people will say, oh, thanks for the reminder or, oh, we might need someone who does this actually. So, you know, you're not being pushy if you say that you're available for hire. (laughs) Again, if you do this in a natural and genuine way, it won't feel too salesy or pushy. Although there's nothing wrong with selling, is there? It's a bit of a mindset hurdle a lot of us have to try to get over. You have a service that people need. There's nothing wrong with advertising that fact in a natural way. We might do a separate episode on that. (laughs) So my Twitter client attraction strategy is a bit of a softly, softly approach. It's a long game. It is a very effective way to find clients. But if you need clients right this second and you need the cash in your account right now, there probably are quicker ways to do that. I think that pretty much covers the basics of finding clients on Twitter. I'm sure there are a million other ways to do this, but this is my approach. Just being myself, not overthinking it, making it fun or at least doable, otherwise I'll not stick to it. So I hope that has given you some ideas for yourself. Do let me know how you get on. I'm at Louise Shanahan underscore on Twitter. So do come and say hi and I will retweet you and add my thoughts on your threads as well. (laughs) Okay, thanks very much. See you next time. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. 
And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks. And until next time, happy freelancing.